Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Monday. Hope you have... Oh, it's Halloween. Happy Halloween. It is. Do you do anything special on Halloween? No. Uh, do I do anything special? <laughs> yes. You take off the mask. I know. <laughs> yes, I do. I do. I do. I scare the hell out of the kids. That's what I do. <laughs> well, good for you. I'm oh, proud of you. <laughs> Oh, Wolfman. Hey, uh, a lot of things happened over the weekend. The big story, I guess, is uh, the Pelosi attack. Paul Pelosi was attacked with a hammer. If I had a hammer, I'd hammer in the morning. Anyway. You you uh, go on with that song and get yourself in a deep hole. But, you know, the funny thing (laughs) is, you know, and, and regardless of how the story shapes up, Joe and the left are real quick to say, oh, yeah, you know, those bagot people, blah, 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 blah. Turns out that the attacker, mentally ill, has been for years. He disappeared from the face of the earth and just showed up out of the blue. His ex said that he, and because they were pressing this, he's guy. a nudist, um, leftist activist, Gay. activist, yeah, Gay porn star. <laughs> Is he a porn star too? I don't know. He's about had porn a star, very, very varied career. I'll tell you. Um, but well, right now, not- Bill, the right, I mean, the right is being blamed. For the attack, but they, but they, it's been proven because the right. Oh no, you're I mean, right. The, the left, the left came out, the, and the, the authorities that were questioning this guy. Well, what are your political leanings? I don't have any. What are your political leanings? I don't have any. They found his ex, and she said, "We've been progressive all of our life." He was a progressive when I knew him. Then he disappeared, and all of a sudden, now he's back out of the blue, which smells. Let me foul. let me tell you wh- wh- why I say that they're still trying to blame us. First, on all the weekend shows, they were talking not directly, but they've got to say that the the right has got to stop with the rhetoric about violence. The MAGA people have to uh, stop this before it turns into something bigger than it is now. They aren't saying that we're directly responsible yeah, they for say this. We're indirectly but doing it. But yes. you know what happened back. When uh, everything was happening around the Trump uh, campaign and January 6th and everything and uh, uh, the election, you, know, you had Antifa out there blowing up stuff, you know? Right. Well, that was okay. They were just letting out their frustration. Uh, and the, and, and frustration. was on microphone on national TV saying, oh, this is just the beginning. Really? Yeah. And you're saying that we're encouraging stuff and we're not. Mm-hmm. You know, I can sit there and go, Man, I'll tell you what, this is not looking good. Oh, he's inciting a riot. Yeah, but she also told people to uh, send money to a fund in Minneapolis. Oh, of course. So uh, the people who were arrested could get out of jail and get back on the streets and do some more damage. But anyway, the neighbor of this guy, DePape, yeah. Uh, was interviewed, and she had this to say. Listen to this. Our vehicle was out of commission. I was walking past, and Gypsy's son was with a small little girl, and he was on the bus. And the little girl and Gypsy's son were walking away from the bus, and the guy remained on the bus. And that's when I recognized his face. That's the only time I ever saw his face was within, like, the last month or so. Or a couple weeks. Do you know how long how he how long he stayed during that a couple months no, ago? No, we try to just avoid them at all costs. Okay. Until but, they, you know, bother us. Okay, but so the last time you saw him was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. 
And he was here for a few days? Yes. Okay. Anything strange about him or anything that stood out? There's something strange about the whole household. <laughs> the entire household is very, very strange. How about him? Um, uh, he is birds of a feather with uh, akin to them. So they are just you know, nudist drug abusers, and that's who gravitates toward them. And the children, I'm sorry, the children who live there, they seem to be underage or under 18. I'm not sure how old they are. Okay. And Trisha, again, what's the, what do you say their politics are? Um, I'm not sure. I would imagine that they're more left-leaning because of their support for uh, um, the gay community um, and for... uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> for other people, but uh, it is, uh, now I'm not sure what way they lean yeah. because... Because they have the flag, the LGBT flag with the yeah, pot, Yeah, so. But any signs of anti-Semitism? You know, they are completely unhinged, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah. Uh, it, it, they, nothing that they believe in aligns with their actions. So they'll say that they are you know, pro-black lives, and then they'll call the police on black people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so n- they don't stand by, their actions don't stand by their words. So some paranoid behavior, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, absolutely. And, almost, and some psychotic behavior, too? Yes. Okay. Was that also demonstrated when David was president, or was that yeah. times when... Yeah, it, it's never changed how they've acted. David acted the same way? Um, from what I saw of him, he he's never approached me or my partner at all um but i've just seen him helping out around the house with like yard work and then i saw him living on the bus um i've never even heard him speak did you know his name or you just recognize i didn't recognize his name but i also don't know the name of the kids either okay you just recognize his picture from today yes yeah that is him we think he's the father of some of them (laughs) not sure at all but if he is uh their mom told me that there was uh abusive nature in their father so if it is him then he has abused his own children get your full name please i can't i don't want to just trish those yeah that's fine yeah okay that's the neighbor of this david DePape, and uh here's the thing bill um they have surveillance systems all throughout the house they've got motion detectors all around the property and they've got 24 7 Capitol Hill Police, and also, by the way, the San Francisco Police came out with a statement saying that they are not the point on this case. It is the Capitol Hill Police, meaning it's the Capitol Hill Police case because they take care of the Speaker of the House and the Speaker's family at all times. Well, that explains a lot of things with the security around the place. And uh, I I can only wait to hear their report. (laughs) But, you know, they're, they're, they were talking about on the news this weekend, besides blasting the right, which I think, based on what that was there and, you know, his ex and everything else, the testimony says this wasn't right-encouraged anything. This is, we need an apology, and we'll never get it. No. But, you know, they're, they're talking about poor Nancy. Poor Nancy. Yeah. Yeah, they're saying saying it had had to be the right bill because listen, this this is this is what they said on TV. The uh, some of the spokespeople for the administration, it had to be something that was done by the right because he said, where's Nancy and other people during the riots at the uh, Capitol were asking the same question. Where's Nancy? Somebody said, where's Nancy? 
when they were in the halls of the Capitol on January 6th. And this guy supposedly said, where's Nancy? And they've said, well, it had to be a connection. Well, you know, they have to have some proof of that. <laughs> Did he really say that? Or are they, are they tying that together? And, you know, as far as the where's Nancy thing, mm -hmm. what is the one name? Anytime something stupid comes out of Congress, what name is attached to it? Oh, let me think now. Is it uh, Joan? No, 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 no. Uh, Betty? No. Nancy! That's it. <laughs> well, I got to tell you. Maybe she needs to shut her mouth. There, The story is changing. I don't know whether you're aware of this, but yes, first, you, you realize the story is that Paul and uh, the David were both found in their underwear. Okay. I don't know about you, but if a guy breaks into my house, the first thing he doesn't do is take off his pants. Okay. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying. Let alone you. Yeah. Okay. So they both were in their underwear when the police arrived. And supposedly there was a third person in the house who actually opened the door. Oh, come on in. But they never have identified him. And now they're saying, they've changed the story. Now they're saying, well, there was only two people, Paul and uh, the attacker, David DePape. So wait a minute. Now, yes. you know, the story is that David, uh, you know, is is kind of a, mm -hmm. a gay prostitute. Sure, he kind of swings both ways. Yeah, okay, yeah, he hits with, okay, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, he hits from both sides so of the So maybe, maybe if uh, in that the case, Paul was to, because Paul yes. apparently likes to swing both ways, maybe he was there to get it too, and uh, he got it more than he uh, bargained for. Other you people know, are I'm, saying Paul was just looking to score some drugs. Well, that's that's fine. You know, here's a guy who is worth, what they say he's worth, like $30, $30 million, but yet he's trying to score drugs from some dude off the street? Come on. I mean, that. Well, this, you know, they came from that wild and crazy 80s, so they'd be probably, you know, the coke addiction never went away, and mm -hmm. he can afford it. And. You know, again, you know, poor Nancy and all of this. She should be by his side. Uh, you know, she's not. Well, she's, they're they're so very in love, so much so that she lives thirty five hundred miles from the guy. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, kind of like the Clintons. You know, Bill and Hillary and all. Yeah. Bill's got a home in New York. She's got one in D.C. And so you know, in the accident that he had a couple of months ago, the car accident. The pull, he's yeah, in the, he's in the news a lot now. He's actually in the news more than Nancy, but. Uh, uh, supposedly there was somebody in the car with Pelosi. Yeah. They have never mm -hmm. identified who that was. Yeah. Do you like how that won't. works out? If, if you get into an accident, Bill, try to keep a secret from the media. Who's in the car with you? Well, I got news for you. If I'm in the car and doing something I should or should not be doing and mm -hmm. something bad happens, um, mm -hmm. uh, if they say there's somebody in the car with me, that would be a lie because, uh, I work alone. I travel alone. I do things alone. Yes, I have a girlfriend, and I travel to go see her. But there ain't nobody in that vehicle but me going. Well, there not if the media back. gets the story. They'll oh put, no! They'll no, put whatever no, they. No, no. They'll put whatever they whoever they want in that car, no matter what. But uh -huh. the media, by the way, is really working the story lockstep with the the left. They are trying to massage this so that it's the an anti MAGA story. Well, you know, here's, here's, here's the negative thing that I'm going to throw out there. You know, Paul probably got himself into another one of the, his little Paul episodes of having fun, mm -hmm. because if you were married to Nancy, you might go a little bit off the tra rails too, but 
you true. know, with that said, his he's got to have brain surgery from the beating that he got. Yeah, I think he and had at eighty-two it, didn't he? years old, the, the the likelihood of him surviving that. Now, is this going to be an unfortunate uh, delay in uh, a delay in the election, or is this going to be an unfortunate? Uh, event that causes uh, a swing in the election because know. it sure looks like they're painting that picture. I have a question for you. When you, uh, when you go to the door at two 30 in the morning, do you answer it with a hammer in your hand? I'm just, it, it, I mean, I don't know about you, but my hammer usually can be found in my toolbox, which is uh, not in the kitchen or next to the front door. If you know what I mean? Well, you could take this any way you want to. All right. Because <laughs> somebody will. I haven't been able to find my hammer in years. <laughs> I'm sure. Seriously. Well, well, I don't know where that, it is. That that happens at uh, a certain age. But <laughs> he walked to the door, apparently, with a, ha with a hammer. Now they're saying when the police answered the, uh, arrived at the door and they opened the door, they were greeted by supposedly Paul Pelosi and this David Pape who had a hammer in his hand. And at that, that's the time when he attacked Paul Pelosi. Now they're saying the police were there when he used the hammer. I mean, well, this story me, is changing by the hour. Yeah. And you know what? It, the, actually a good journalist, even if they're on the right or the left would take it and timeline the story and show it to the people as it develops. And then, you know, that's like a witness. Going, no, I wasn't there. Well, yeah, I was there. I stopped <laughs> off to get a candy bar and, uh, you know, a bag of Doritos and um, uh, a 7-Up, you know. And I figured now was a good time, 2.30 in the morning, to swing by the house and say hello, hello to Paul and ask yeah, how Nancy's and ask doing. ask him if I could borrow his hammer for a minute. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. If I answer the door at 2, 2.30 in the morning because mm -hmm. somebody's pounding on the door. Mm-hmm. I got a gun in, in my back pocket or in my hand, and I look through the peephole to see who's there. But I've never had to do that, but I'm just saying that would be the general thing, or I might look through a stupid monitor and see who the hell's out there. Okay. But my, my question goes back to the first thing I said about surveillance. Where the heck were the Capitol Police who were standing guard around the house. I mean, it's not one guy who walks the beat. There are several Capitol Hill police who are stationed around that house 24 hours a day, plus the surveillance cameras, the motion sensors. What the hell was going on? Where were these people? Well, now, now you just got to the bottom of why the story is changing. You see, the Capitol Police, they protected people of significance before mm -hmm. and people of significance might have those little quirks, those little things like, uh, Mr. Pelosi is going, well, I've got company coming. You really can't be. So they look the other way or they get the night off. In other words, they let their guard down because this is somebody that's either known that's coming over or do you think Pelosi pulled, pulled authority saying, look it, I'm, my wife's the Speaker of the House. If you don't turn your back and walk away, you lose your job. You lose your job. Uh, if I were a betting man and all the options were on the table, that would be my bet. Well, uh, it's changing. And that's why they don't have, they, they, there, there is no story. They've got to fabricate it. And we know how good the government is at fabricating stories.
It changes every frickin' hour. Well, this story is going to change. I think it'll. it's a long way from being over. They're going to try to make it into something it isn't. I don't think it's going to catch uh, any traction. I think that people are on to what's being done. It doesn't work. This horse, this, what do they say? This dog don't run. This dog, no, this don't dog run. can't run. No, yeah. It's, but, you know, it's sad. And But there are people that don't go beyond what the, the, the dial on the TV, you know, or yeah, and there's really not a lot of liberal radio except for the regular news. Uh, you know, AM radio has become, you know, the only voice that you might get some conservative mm. values out there. But for the most part, you know, the TV, well, not for the most part, TV is owned by the left. That's true. Other uh, things that happened, uh, this just happened, I guess, last night. Socialist criminal and globalist favorite Lulu da Silva uh, defeats where uh, Bolsonaro in Brazil. Bolsonaro was the one who was endorsed by Trump. But here's the interesting part of the story. This this will come as a huge surprise to everybody around the world. Lulu, that's what they call him, got 50.71% uh, 50 of the vote. And wow. Bolsonaro got 49.29% of the vote. That's pretty close. Yeah, but the other part of the story, which will come as a massive surprise to everybody, I'm sure, to, to people around the world, um supposedly uh brazil uses electronic voting machines and they're saying that there's some question as to the validity of the count they're saying that there may have been actually some hanky panky in the brazilian elections now this is a big deal but my question is if they can steal the votes in the united states of america <laughs> in brazil that's got to be no big thing. And I don't know whether they're going to have a recount. I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, it sounds like. Well, could that be setting the stage? You know, well, look, look, these conservatives are doing this. They set it up to sit there and discover something. Mm -hmm. Then that becomes national news right in time for our elections. Everything seems to stage around our elections you know there was a debate again last night Kemp and Abrams and Kemp won it but the, you know they're saying well Stacy's making ground well the, oh, the first one of the headlines this morning was Abrams denied vehemently that she was for defunding the police but they've got video they've got audio and video of her saying defund the police they have no no, com there's no hesitation changing the story if it benefits them, if you know what I mean. What are the top three things out there that are on your mind for the election? What are the top the three? The economy, the border security, and the war. All right. Now, so the media has been touting, well, there's five top issues that are out there. They do not give the order of these top issues. They do. There's ten. Actually, I, I saw a poll that said the bottom one was abortion. They did a poll, the the five top things, Bill. So I, I know that you may have seen. They don't want to give that percentage. So I, it doesn't surprise right. me that you haven't seen it. But I have seen it. Uh, what I was saying is the way they stacked it. They didn't give the percentages for the Stacey Abrams story today. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, well, the big issues out there and, uh, and the shift is changing. 
is abortion, crime, education, and inflation, abortion. and taxes. Abortion is the least. Yeah, 6%. it's not even in the top five, but I they know. threw it up in there. Oh, absolutely. They it, but they didn't stay number one, two, three, four, and five. They just put it as the first one. Well, if you really look, it's abortion. That's A. Uh, crime, that's a C. That would be next alphabetically. Education, that's an E. If you know your English, that would be, you know, coming in third. Inflation would be fourth. And taxes, that's a T. They're out with the big lie right now. Corrine Jean-Pierre was on MSNBC this mm -hmm. weekend. And I'm not going to say what she said. I'm going to let you hear it, and then we'll talk about it. Listen to this. And yet still, there's inflation. There's a fear of looming recession. Poll after poll shows show that voters trust, they say they trust Republicans more than Democrats uh, when it comes to the economy. What's the administration's response uh, to that persistent view among the electorate? So first, we have always said we understand what the American public is dealing with. We understand that there are high costs, and we understand that they're feeling very squeezed right now. Uh, the president always says this, and you hear him say this all the time, that he wants to make sure that we give Americans a little bit more breathing room, which is what his dad used to say when he grew up in Scranton and dealing with these kitchen uh, kitchen table issues. So when, when the president walked into this administration, uh, the economy was in ruins. It was an absolute ruins. Did you hear what she, that liar just said <laughs> when the president, meaning Biden, walked into the Oval Office, the economy was ruined, absolutely ruined. That's what she said. See, she just doesn't think that you're paying attention. She doesn't think that you have any idea what's going on. That's well, unbelievable that she would have the audacity to say that. And of course, MSNBC let that go on challenged well here's why you see they were given the questions to ask kareen was given the answers to give and all the little sycophants out there that do talk the left were given the talking points because i heard the same damn talking points over the weekend even saw this guy out of philly doing a tiktok live thing going, well <laughs> you know the economy is really good Better than it was what when uh, Biden came in. He inherited a mess. Oh. Uh, the gas prices were high. Now they're 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 at a two year low. Thanks to Joe Biden, jobs are everywhere. Hey, listen, I saw a meme this weekend. It said no one no one ever questioned the intelligence of Stephen Hawkins, and he couldn't speak. This was in reference to Fetterman, you know. And I'm thinking there's a huge difference between Stephen Hawkins and John Fetterman. I mean, he had a brain. Well, well, the difference is that Hawkins used uh, autom he used uh, electronics to communicate. Almost, he sounded like a sonovox, but it was uh, electronic voice recognition, and he was able to to talk in cohesive uh, sentences and have logical conclusions. The problem with John Fetterman is. When he does talk, it rambles and it doesn't make a lot of sense. There's a huge difference. But the, the left is trying desperately to change the story, hoping that you're not paying attention. Speaking of stories, Bill, we got one here and I got to jump into it because we have five yeah. segments for this. And it's a terrific uh, well, interview. This was uh, Laura Logan. She was on last week. I think it was on Eric Bowling's show. And she was interviewed and it was a great interview until she got to the point where she said that 
Uh, there are people in this world who want us to eat bugs as they dine on the blood of children. Well, that just sent the management at uh, Newsmax through the roof, and uh, they said, uh, our relationship with Laura Logan has ended. You'll hear in this report, uh, she has a response to that, which I think is very interesting. It's five parts. We're going to play them all here. Initially, we were going to break them up, and we thought about it, and we said, nah, it's too much of a great interview to chop it up so that you lose the theme of what she's saying. Laura Logan was on with... uh, Diamond and Silk, it was on uh, Lindell TV, Frank's speech, and uh, kudos and compliments to them. Uh, it was a really interesting interview. Here's part one, Laura Logan, from that right. interview. It's all about the children, right? And I said that because I am currently working on a four-part series. When I relaunched my show, I'm working on a four-part series on child trafficking. And when you start to go into this very dark world of trafficking, you learn about a lot of things that many people don't want to accept and many people don't want to face and many people don't want to believe is true. But my job as a journalist is to follow the facts regardless of where they take me. I couldn't care less about politics. I am not defined by Democrat or Republican or left or right. They they try all the time to, to put me in a little box and it never sticks because it's completely and utterly untrue. And what I care about is understanding, number one, what has happened to all of these missing children? How come hundreds of thousands of children go missing every year? How come they go missing in Child Protective Services and in their custody? How come so many of the kids, 70, 80% of the kids that end up in sex trafficking have been through the foster care system. This is not okay. And when you start to go and investigate this and you learn the details of it, they say the devil is in the details. And that is true both literally and figuratively. I, for example, right now am working on investigating a case where a guy has a six-year-old child in a cage raping this child every day, a little boy. Okay, and and these are people, some of them are are in law enforcement. Some of them are working with people in child protective services. Some of them are protecting very um, elite people in our societies who are and have been involved in these things for a very long time. And this should not come as a surprise to anyone because Jeffrey Epstein is no secret, right? And people know that Jeffrey Epstein, take a look at the at the logs on his of his airplane, and you see all the elite people in our society who have gone to Epstein Island, and somehow we still don't know what any of them have done. We've had Ghislaine Maxwell on trial. She's been convicted, and it's extraordinary because it's a completely victimless crime. We don't know who the victims are, and we don't know who the perpetrators are, because Ghislaine Maxwell was a middleman, right? She was bringing him other people to be raped and uh, and to be sexually exploited and abused. And yet we don't know. We don't know anything about it. How is that possible? And when it comes to what, what I was talking about has a number of different aspects, right? Number okay. one, you can read across the media, everyone from NBC to Politico to USA Today to everyone you can think of in mainstream media, they're fine doing articles about how the blood of young people is the secret to anti-aging, right? And you know that old saying, you know, I think that you will appreciate this. My mother was a person who really handed down for me the wisdom of generations, right? And much of that comes in the kind of sayings and the cliches and the things that we learn. And why do they endure over time? Because they're true. And isn't there a saying that says only the good die young? 
Why is it that only the good die young? Is it because they're not interested in using the blood of young children? That the, if that's the cost of, of reversing the effects of aging, they're not prepared to pay it? But the evil people are. You know, and, and what we don't do as journalists is we allow people to make these kind of statements and to write these articles. And they put in all the science and the data and they say, isn't this amazing, right? It's the blood of young people. But we don't ask, how do you get the blood of young people? And how much blood of young people do you actually need? How much does one person need in order to stay young? And as you get older, do you need more and more of young people's blood? Wow. The thing that's interesting about her interview is that she is such a credible person. You know, she was 16 years as a uh, reporter and anchor on 60 Minutes, 16 years. Mm -hmm. And she has like 35 years of broadcasting experience, and she worked with some interesting places. She lists it coming up. Um, and she talks about this drinking of blood. People like to poo-poo it. You know, but yet the pagans used to sacrifice babies back in ancient times. The the story of Dracula that we all think is a well, horror yeah, story. But, uh, the, the theme was that Dracula drank blood and gave him eternal uh, life by drinking yeah, the blood. he had to have the blood and it had to be replenished. Yes. So it is an old tale. Sometimes old tales have some you know, form yep. yeah so there is some reality there there were even tv series about it you know well, like she, the well she mentions by the way watchers it's coming up in one of the segments oh she yeah we, i told watchers you to watch that, that. We, you and i were talking about last week let's go yeah. to part two because uh right. it's it's um Really interesting. Laura Logan from this past, uh, I guess, Friday. Does it matter if the children are younger and younger and younger? And what has to be in their blood? And, you know, if you can talk to any doctor and they will tell you about the science of adrenaline, right? And how when adrenaline is released into the blood, it has effects. I know because when I was in Iraq as a war correspondent and our hotel was shelled, I literally, I watched a... a I watched the building fall down in pieces around me, and I knew that the office had been hit was the Reuters office, and I knew that I knew most of the people in there. And I literally felt, when I realized that my friends could be dead, I felt the adrenaline leave my body. And I have never felt anything like it. And when I was in Tahrir Square, being gang raped and sodomized and beaten almost to death in Egypt, and I lost control of my security guy, they ripped him off me, I will never forget the feeling of the adrenaline leaving my body. I will never forget it because it was the most defeating moment that I have ever experienced. And so we know, and doctors know, that adrenaline in the blood creates uh, certain chemical releases that empower human beings. And when you look back in history and you go back in time, what do you find? In every society in the world, in the secret societies, in the noble societies, they talk about blood sacrifice and ritualized killings and so on and so on. But we don't want to talk about this today. We'll put it in our movies. We'll put it in TV shows. Netflix right now has a series called The Watcher. In The Watcher, the guy is talking about um, exactly this. His son witnessing a ritual sacrifice where children are being sacrificed. You know how crazy this is? A thousand years ago, because I'm 51 now, when I was 17 years old, actually I was a little bit older because I've been a journalist for a few years, I was probably about 20, 21 years old. I was working for Reuters, an international news agency, and I did a series on Satanism. 
And I can tell you, I walked, I looked at photographs of dead babies who had been skinned and used uh, in ritual sacrifices in satanic cells in South Africa. I have listened to the interviews and the testimony of survivors of Satanism and to people uh, who have uh, received them. There's testimony from medical um, doctors. There's testimony from therapists who have tried to stitch these survivors back together. There's a 60 Minutes piece from years ago in Australia, um, from decades ago, where a survivor actually describes witnessing uh, people being killed in these blood sacrifices. You can go from Africa to Europe and beyond, and you will find a history and a culture of people drinking blood and of people making blood sacrifices. Look no further than pagan culture, when this is this wasn't even a secret. So why do we act today, if there's a long history of this, why do we act today like this is impossible for this to be true? And anyone who's talking about it must be nuts. But it's okay for Hunter S. Thompson to make a, a movie about it, to write a book about it, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and to talk about it in the film and people say, oh, well, you know, that's just fiction. How do you know it's just fiction? Who proved that it's just fiction? How do we know? My job as a journalist is to ask the questions that people don't want to answer. My job as an investigative journalist is to make sure that I get the evidence to back it up because I don't go out there with a preconceived idea. I follow the facts to where they take me. And when I speak to a guy who tells me in, when he was in the unit, which is Delta, that he was on underground operations and how they found children in cages, and I'm getting eyewitness testimony, he's not ready to talk about it publicly, but he's telling me in great detail what he found. And I'm working through the process with him, hoping that I can get more of these people to talk about it. We have a major problem here. See, what scares the uh, the people who don't want her to talk about this is she's getting the evidence. She's compiling evidence. She's talking to, she said, uh, a guy who was in Delta, the Delta unit. Apparently, they're the unit that goes in to rescue children. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know. Amazing. You go back to the election cycle, and the, you know we talked about the cages that were you know down at the border, and that came from the Ob the Obama era and Biden era, and you got to wonder about it. And we're we're bringing in kids now, and they're being bussed to some unknown destination. Here in Wilkesbury, a plane landed. They loaded them on a bus, and it went to somewhere that nobody yeah, uh, and that was like eight or nine months ago. Nobody knows where they went. Nobody's heard from them. Nobody's talking about that. And when you talk about adrenochrome, uh, the adrenaline from the kids that have been frightened and getting stuff like that, this is nothing new in medical science. Uh, you look at somebody with Parkinson's disease, but yet they can take the stem cell of a person, of a baby, and sit there and correct it like that. But that was deemed illegal because somebody found out about it or it would be going on rampantly uh, mm -hmm. today you look at people that sit there and get high in Coke. Why do they get high in Coke? Well, they take Coke because all of a sudden they feel invincible. They feel that every problem in the world, all of a sudden your brain tunes in and can solve that problem. You feel good, but the endorphins that your mind creates, that's what that cocaine is sucking out. And at some point in time, your mind can't create it anymore, and you do yeah. more and more coke, and then, yeah, you know, you end up dead unless you find another source. They say that uh, the Border Patrol police officers 
know that if they can't stop the children when they first get them across the border, if they are put on a bus and they disappear into the country, they're as good as dead. Yeah. As good as dead. It's an amazing interview, and it continues right now. Laura Logan. We have hundreds of thousands of unaccompanied minors crossing the border into the United States, and they're not going to their parents. Where are they going? Where are these children going? What is happening to them? And how can we not know? And why do we accept it? Why do we accept that children are raped for money and raped for porno films and snuff films and that the internet has proliferated this across the world? I know I saw a a, a case that I looked at, a guy who was uh, convicted of buying 400 live child rapes to watch at the same time on the dark web. He was convicted. These are not stories that I'm making up. Do your homework, make up your own mind. I don't care whether you believe me or not. What you, my job is to figure out the truth and to present it to you. And what I said on television was that these people who want, they want us to eat insects and cockroaches as Angelina Jolie and all these celebrities are out there. There's just a, a plethora of websites and all these people suddenly telling us about the joys of eating insects. I don't know if you've checked, but we have canines for a reason, right? We've been meat eaters since we walked on the earth. Since we first walked the earth, we've been meat eaters. And suddenly we're supposed to believe that insects and some crappy protein they make in a factory and put a label on it, call it a protein bar, tell us it's good for us, that this is better than eating meat, than eating what God gave us. I don't Mm. believe it. I don't believe it. And you know what? As I investigate it, I find over and over and over again that it's not true. They can try to cancel me all they like. They can say they severed ties with me. They don't have any ties to sever. I've been on Newsmax exactly three times. Three times. That's it. I don't have any ties to sever with you. And when you have to go to so much trouble to pretend that there's a relationship and pretend you're taking a stand, my question to you is, my priority is the children. What's your priority? Wow. She's been on Newsmax three times. She That's has, it. She has no long, long-term contract with Newsmax, yet they came out with a statement and made it sound like uh, they were firing her for some reason, and she was not to be on the air again. Well, Newsmax is, they've not been around that long. They came in touting the right as, you know, the, the voice, and then they went left. So I've got no use for them. Well, what she says coming up uh, is that their owner, Chris Ruddy, was a huge Hillary Clinton donor. So here's this this media presenting itself as a as uh, the answer to Fox because Fox is slipping away, you know, becoming less and less conservative, and Newsmax was going to fill the void. But actually, right. you have to question what they're really doing because the guy who runs the place isn't what he says he actually is. He's he's a leftist. He's putting lots of money in Hillary's pocket. Right. Well, you know what? The, if you want to beat somebody, infiltrate them uh, in every aspect you can. And uh, you know what? If you can get their source of news and information, put something out there. Oh, you know, this is a tro- uh, Newsmax is a Trojan horse that was probably designed uh, at the behest of Hillary all just like the Russian collusion thing. You know, there's so many things, you know, if you want to find the, uh, the, um, you want to find the high priestess that's at the altar of adrenochrome and everything else, my bets on Hillary, 
Well, let's take a, let's stop for a second and think about what we've experienced recently in the past couple of years. We've experienced a guy who spent all of his time in his basement, who never really campaigned for the presidency, who has a hard time stringing a sentence together, who can't get off a stage without shaking hands with the air. We've experienced him being named president of the United States and supposedly getting more votes than the most successful Democratic president in our history, Barack Hussein Obama. Supposedly, Biden got more votes than Obama. And of course, they're saying he beat uh, Trump, even though Trump got 75 million votes, 10 million more than he got in 2020. So we're supposed to believe that, okay? Then we also have another situation where the Democrats take a guy who had a stroke and they continue to push him towards the people. This is the Mm. guy to vote for. He's the answer for the state of Pennsylvania. There's nothing really wrong with him. Sure, he can't talk in in a cohesive, uh, commonsensical uh, train of thought. He he has a, a hard time stringing words together, but he'll be great in the Senate. He'll yeah, be- well, they want to, like you said, they want to compare him to Stephen Hawking. I've seen yeah. and listened to Stephen Hawking. I've seen and listened to John Fetterman before and after, and John Fetterman is no Stephen Hawking. No, he, he he's is not. But they want us to believe that he's the he's the guy. They want us to believe, by the way, that our border, it's really safe. Of course, the border czar, who was appointed nearly two years ago, the border czar has never gone to the border has never really investigated the situation. She spent her time criticizing uh, the people on the right and hanging around uh, her mansion in D.C. Hasn't gone to the border, but she's the border czar, and they're telling us it's fine. Now they're telling us the same people are saying, our economy, it's really coming around. We inherited a bad economy. Everybody who's paying attention knows that is a, that's not a fib. That's not a false truth. That's a blatant, unadulterated lie. But then again, most of it is. They only have to sell it for one more week. One more week. And, you know, the fact checkers are out there, you know, about the the mail trucks burning up with ballots in it, the stuffing of ballots in PA boxes. And they're all going, oh, debunked, 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 and debunked. Well, how did they fact check it? Well, we, and this is their, their logic. We actually went through and did Google searches with, uh, you know, some very high end search engine keywords. Oh, uh, in other words, the way that we found the story, you found the solution that was not there before they're lying through their teeth. Look what they do in the Pelosi situation. Mm-hmm. It's the story is changing by the hour and they're lying to you folks. We are not, I'm not saying I have the answer. I'm not saying I know the true story. I'm just, I'm telling you that we're not being told the truth with this Paul Pelosi situation. Yeah. And you know, the question, the real question you got to ask is, is, is kind of like Jill. Why would Jill put an, uh, an incompetent husband on the, on the world stage? Right. Why is, is Nancy so far away from her beloved husband? Of course, 3,500 miles. just got miles. the hell yeah. beat out of him by maybe a, a, a gay prostitute. Who is bringing mm-hmm. drugs over to the house at 2.30 yeah, in the morning. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, and see, I mentioned that to somebody. I said, you know, Paul is is a big coke fiend, and uh, 
Uh, no, no, sir. Hey, listen. Yeah, it's uh, it's a, a known fact. A guy talk, called a uh, talk show I was listening to this morning. The guy was calling from San Francisco and said, hey, uh, it's a common knowledge that Paul Pelosi uh, frequents uh, gay bars. Well, hey, listen, he's an adult. He can go anywhere he wants to. But the only reason why I mention that is because it's because they're not being truthful about the story. They yeah. they lie. They would never admit that he did and he did that. Yeah, and why not admit it? Because that really suits their agenda. But yeah. I guess, you know, where would you find a gay bar in San Francisco? Well, listen, they're a good Catholic family. <laughs> they're a good yeah. Catholic family. You That's know? true. And Catholics don't go to gay bars. Oh no, 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 absolutely not. Um Laura Logan continued with her, her interview. It's a, it's a fabulous interview, I think. Uh, listen. As a journalist, it's my job to find and make sure. I don't expect people to take my word for it, right? I mean, that's not journalism. Just sit, making statements and saying, take my word for it. That's not uh, what I do. And, you know, the funny part about this is the people who are shouting the loudest right now, they know there's evidence because they're the ones who are guilty and they're afraid of what I have. They're afraid of the people who've had enough and who are talking about this. They're afraid of the survivors whose testimony until now has been dismissed. But they know that a journalist like me, because I was at 60 Minutes for 16 years, okay, and CBS, and I was the chief foreign correspondent, and I was, I've been on, I worked at ABC and NBC. I've written for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel for years. I've been a print reporter and a radio reporter. I've been a journalist for more than 35 years. They want to erase my career and act like I suddenly went crazy, but I haven't gone crazy. I know what real journalism is, and the way that you show people the truth is you have eyewitness, firsthand accounts, right? And you don't just let people come on and say whatever they like. You look for the evidence that supports what it is that they're telling you. You find right. out there and the doctors who've treated these children, who can't come out and give names of victims, but they can tell you what they've done to stitch these children back together. You find the people like the operators that I've spoken to who've been on operations and actually found these children in cages and can describe to you what it looked like and what it smelled like, right? You find the people who've walked the, the, uh, down by the harbor in Bangladesh and seen rows and rows and rows of children being shipped. You find the documents from the company that creates um, a, a, a chemical that can detect, right, if there's a certain, uh, there's something that people release when they're afraid and when they urinate. And they, they can use this to detect, to fly over the shipping containers and to see which shipping containers have children or human beings in them, right? There are companies that are creating this technology and they're selling it to shipping companies. So when you read, say, for example, the trade publications in the shipping industry, you follow these leads and you find the evidence. You don't have a predetermined outcome that you are, I'm not a lawyer. I don't stand in court cherry picking pieces of information to try to make my case. This isn't about me. I really don't care what happens to me. I'm not suicidal, I never will be. And I, and I have the armor of God on my side. And that's what I'm counting on to protect me. Because if they want to come for me, they're powerful enough, they can just dispense with me like a piece of trash. I'm under no illusions, but I'm still here, right? Wow. Uh, I found it interesting. She said there's companies that have developed uh, uh, a process where they can fly over shipping containers 
and they can sense whether there are humans in the containers. Uh, apparently, they they can sense it from their urine. You know what those containers must smell like. God for they must. Oh yeah. Well, number one, you can. You know, they've had the technology for a while to scan it. it you see it in the movies, but they oh, yeah. they are able to get signatures that there are people um, in containers. You can you can see that. But can the they? Eye. Can they? I don't know that they can. I know what you're talking about. It where they can actually look through and see heat signatures of the of the people. Right. In. I don't think they can do it through metal. I think they can do through concrete mm. and wood and things like that. That's why I think this process that can actually sense the urine and the the waste matter. They can fly over a container and if there well, are everything in there, has some kind of signature, and you've yeah. just got to be able to get through the the containment source. And there's 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 going to be a certain level, like you know, uh, a thickness or depth that you can get to. But I would think it would be pretty easy to get through a shipping container. Because it's going to have some inlets of air or something. So you might be able to, I don't know, uh, detect ammonia from yeah. uh, the uh, from the urine because there's air coming in and out of that thing. And you heard what she said at the very end there. She said uh, she can be erased at any time, mm-hmm. like, a, like a piece of trash, she said. But she's still here. Well, was Epstein erased right before her very eyes? I mean, uh, how about, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, uh, it, the list goes on. I'm thinking about the democratic, uh, operative in DC who was shot in the back. Uh, uh, I can't think of his name. I'm sure I'll think of it later on, but, uh, uh, there've been a number of people who have been mysteriously eradicated. You're talking about Foster? Well, that, that's, that goes way back. That, that was before that goes, well, that yeah, goes, but then I'm thinking about, uh, what was his name? Sean. Uh, okay. You know who I'm talking about. The yeah. uh, young kid, and I can't think of his name, but uh, I'll think of it later on. Um, well, the point is, it goes way back. It goes to journalists. It goes to everyone. It goes back to, whew, you know, the Iran-Contra thing. And, and before, I mean, there are things that go way, way back in history. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look as we speak. Uh, Stafford. Uh, uh, let's see. Seth Rich. Ah, whew. yes. Seth. Yeah. I, I got that off the top of my head and, uh, duck, duck, go. But that's besides the point. Uh, yeah, they're still looking into the Seth Rich case. And, you know, the FBI denied that they had any information, any files at all on Seth Rich. And then just a couple of days ago, they said, well, we'll we'll release them, but in sixty six years, yeah, sixty six yeah. years. And do they ever release the actual file of the way it is? You know, well, sixty six years from now. I hope if that I'm I, if I got a secret, I'm keeping that son of a gun forever. If they're expecting me to stop by and pick up the uh, report in sixty six years, good luck. And that's where they're looking to. They're looking Wait, to that yeah. most people who want the report will be dead. In sixty six years, you don't have kids locked up in the basement. No, no, no. I haven't. I, I, I mean, know. it's it's yeah. It's Halloween, come on. It's Halloween. It's your yearly fix. Also, I have. Oh my God! Isn't that the, just the? It's hard to laugh at the concept oh, of taking. I, I know, but taking children and, and doing what they're doing with them. If what Laura Logan is saying is true, 
there is a segment of our society that isn't sick. It's evil. Okay. Right. And that means that you don't fear that there's a God because you don't believe in God. And that means that you have no uh, life to you is irrelevant. Only your life is. But I have to tell you, have you ever looked at some of these people? I'm being very serious here. Nancy Pelosi is 82 or 83 years old, and mm-hmm. every so often she'll start to look tired and haggard. And, she'll, and then she goes away, and then yeah. she comes back looking all rejuvenated. Yes, and you wonder, how does she do that? And and Paul Pelosi, he's 82, but he looks like he's 60. Uh, okay, uh, I'm, I'm not uh, 82, but I'm not 60, but I look my age. And uh, he doesn't. A lot of people who seem to be, well, I look at Hillary Clinton. You talked about Hillary Clinton a little while ago. Uh, she'll do the same thing. She'll start to look haggard and tired, and she'll disappear oh, yeah. for a while, and all of a sudden you'll see her on TV, and she looks like Hillary from 20 years ago. Yeah, that is amazing. And, you know, in, in the 2016, Trump had her wore down. Yeah. And she was. I remember uh, she collapsed going into the car, into the SUV. Yeah. So what happened? How did she make that comeback? Because, look, I know about, you know, the physical breakdowns are coming back, but yeah, some of this is impossible. We have one more segment, the final segment for, from Laura Logan's interview, and uh, it's, it's interesting, too. Listen. I have people that have been encountered trafficking since the 90s, who've been in there for decades, who have witnessed and who have photographs and who have video and who have video evidence. You know the great thing about Satanists and secret societies? We may have trouble getting our hands on this evidence, but they love to film themselves and they love to take photographs and they need that you know why because once you get drawn into these secret societies and these satanic cults they need that evidence so they've got it to hold over you because they don't want you out because the only way that we get to the truth is from the survivors and the people who make it out and there are not a lot of them but there's enough there's enough for us to get to the truth. And I wanna tell you, I'm in the early stages of my investigations, right? I mean, I, I'm still uh, I'm still setting up this show and doing everything because the media has failed us. We have to do stuff today that is not my lane. I have to be a business manager. I have to set up a company. I have to you know, do all kinds of things that I used to be able to just concentrate on being a journalist. And so I'm dealing with a lot of things. Remember, I've been fired about, I don't know, I've lost count how many times people have, have tossed me off their air. I don't care one bit. In fact, it's fun at this point. I just find it amusing. And also, it's a roadmap. It's a roadmap because they reveal so much about themselves in those moments. You know, they reveal what their priorities are. And they reveal what they might potentially be involved in. You know, does this have anything to do with the fact that the head of Newsmax is an old Clinton donor? I don't know. I'm not saying it does. Because it's I've got a big enough job on my hands just doing a real investigation into child trafficking. Never mind all the COVID stuff and the vaccine stuff and the border and, you know, all the other things that people come to me about. And on top of that, our 
allies still being, you know, raped, tortured, and murdered in Afghanistan, and trying to help clean up that mess there and stand by the people that we betrayed. I mean, yesterday I got more pictures of bodies, another man tortured to death. So while America moves on from these things, you know, those of us who are in the thick of it, we just live them night and day, night and day. We work seven days a week. We don't get a lot of vacations. I don't have a cushy job. I don't get paid a, a fraction of what they get paid to lie to you every night at MSNBC. You know, I don't get any of that. And I'm fine with it. God has has stripped me of all these things that I don't really need so that I can focus on what really matters. And what really matters is that we no longer are a society that accepts the fact that children are used in ritual sacrifice and in trafficking and to reverse the aging effects to keep people looking good and feeling good. No, that's not okay. It is not okay. And I'm gonna get to the bottom of it as much as as humanly possible and I am not gonna hold back. The reality of what we have been doing to children will be laid bare for all the world to see, and it'll be in a credible format with real investigative journalism behind it, so that it can't be pushed to the fringes of lunacy and the old right and you know and all the other nonsense that they throw at us to bury and silence and intimidate. They cannot intimidate me. I don't fear them. Wow, I don't fear them. That's Laura Logan. I have to tell you, you know, you have to think about this for sixteen years. Mm-hmm. You know she was welcomed at all of the parties in New York and in society in New York. You know that the left just wanted to be around Laura Logan. I mean, she was an anchor on 60 Minutes. She was a a powerful voice. And suddenly she's doing a story, probably the biggest story of her life, and they don't like the story. They don't like the story. So what do they do? They blackball her. They, they say that she's gone nuts, gone over the deep edge. She's not what she used to be. They're trying to minimize her like they try to minimize everybody who tries to speak the truth. Well, here's how and why they minimize her. They minimize her. Like you said, she speaks the truth. She stumbled into a story that doing her job, this is important. I must get it out. And they're going, no, no, Laura, you can't do that. And she's in her mind going, this has got to be told. So she had to make a decision at that point in time. That decision was to do what her true instinct is, her true core value of a person is, And that's get the story out. And for that, she got extradited, uh, you know, or not extradited, but she got ostracized. ostracized, And, and, uh, you know, no matter what she does, she could come back and say, I've changed. You know, I worship the devil now. She won't, but I'm just saying she could do that. They won't. She is is really something else. She is a devout Christian. She is exactly what. Uh, you would expect, you would not expect an anchor on 60 minutes to be. She is a good person. Hey, did I you hear, you know, Elon Musk fired his CEO and the financial person at walked uh, in with a sink. Yeah. Yeah. You heard about that. Well, what you may not have heard is, uh, he fired them with cause, which means they get no benefits, no nothing. They leave with what they got and that's it. There's no golden parachute. They're out the door, meaning they, what he said was, you ruined the company, you destroyed what we had that was good here, and you're, and that's cause, and you're getting nothing else after you leave this building. And that's what he's done. 
So, and also, I just read just Bill before said. we came on that he's saying that fifty percent of Twitter employees can expect a pink slip very soon. Oh yeah, and you know he's got big plans for for Twitter, and they're already saying, "Oh, you can't do that without of a, without us." Well, you didn't do anything with all uh, you people. That's he true. will sit there and restructure that and find a way to do it. And trust me. Hope you enjoyed the uh, Lara Logan interview. Um, again, thank you to Diamond and Silk for letting her talk, letting her just talk, which is what people want to hear her do. She has a lot to say that's very interesting. Also, a big thank you to Mike Lindell and Lindell TV uh, for putting that out too. It's it, you know, they they they're doing something that Newsmax should be doing. And instead, Newsmax is making it look like they're ostracizing Lara Logan from their network. You know. Well, I think Lind- Lindell is probably he's all into stuff like this, not only because it it goes down the path of what he believes. Uh, how how long have they been trying to shut him down forever? Because he likes Trump, and that's a terrible thing. By the way, speaking of Trump, we haven't talked about Trump. Got to have him mentioned once in the show. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, they they say. It's in. They're going to indict him, but they will yeah. do it after the election. Now well, I got to ask you: if the the election is overwhelmingly red, mm-hmm. do they really, 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 really think that's a good idea? Also, uh, they're saying that well, they're going to indict Hunter too, but it's going to be for the lesser charges, like of uh, course, you know, the gun charge and things like. That. They're not going to indict him for treason. You know, for influence peddling, they're not going to do that. No, no, no. But see, what they want to do is they want to be able to say, look it, we're very fair. We indicted the president's son for the gun charge, and he'll get a slap on the wrist for that. So we are also going to invite president, uh, indict President Trump, which is not going to, like you say, Bill, it's going to go over like a pregnant Paul Walter. You know? Well, you know, actually, and they were very clear last week. They said, well, we're really, you know, because they're talking about the New York charges and the tax thing, they're not going after him personally. No, 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 no. Right. They're going after his companies. They're trying to take his money and his wealth away any which way but how that they can because they feel that's something they can get away with and, um, you know, do it under false pretenses and lies, take away. They think it'll take away his voice. They could strip him down to his underwear, and he's huh. going to still have a voice. He'll be with Paul Pelosi. <laughs> no, I don't think he would have a gay guy with a hammer. I, I, I agree. Also, uh, we haven't said a word about what's happening in the Ukraine. Uh, things are still uh, boiling in the Ukraine, and uh, the Russians are still uh, where they were last week. Uh, this is going to be an interesting week. We could go on forever, but uh, we have, we've got to wrap this up. You have something yeah. you want to add before we, uh, well, I was going to comment on the Ukraine and, and the war, but uh, it would take me a couple of minutes. So, and I know time is short. Yeah. It can wait until tomorrow, but I just, uh, in, in a nutshell, we seem to be celebrating the loss mm-hmm. of Russian lives, you know? Uh, oh, look at that. Oh yeah. Isn't that beautiful? We, we have an American missile. That just took out that tank and seven guys inside. We just shipped, did you hear? We just shipped a bunch of uh, our mobile nukes over to Europe. Yeah. No one's talking about that. Trust me, friends, this group that's running the country right now, 
wouldn't mind if we were in a nuclear war. I, I really mean that, but we'll talk about that tomorrow and tomorrow. They don't show. care about human life. They nope, don't. So. No, they don't. Have yourself a great day, my friend. You can reach us at 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. Or, of course, you can uh, send us an email, mail at itsanotherday.com, and that wraps up another one. Also, you can check crnamerica.com, crnamerica.com. It's not totally functional yet crnamerica.com but it's going to be a, an exciting venue and it's we're loading the audio in right now so that's what's going on with that and it'll have we will look for other shows just so you know it won't just be us all the time although my ego it's not enough room on that, <laughs> that channel for it'll my ego all bill all the time <laughs> all bill all the time yeah. <laughs> hey bill have a great day my Watch. friend stay out of trouble oh it follows me.